Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dion Gordon Podcast. I'm your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, the man who calls it right down the middle, Dion Tyree Gordon. Enough of the bullshit. Let's get to work. I want to begin this podcast with mentioning a conversation I had a couple of days ago with a close friend of mine, a dear friend of mine that I met many years ago during my time in the United States Navy. This friend of mine inboxed me to show his support for my podcast and tell me he's a fan of what I'm doing. He enjoys listening to the podcast and can't wait for the next one and so on and so forth. And once again, I appreciate all the positive feedback. I appreciate people listening. I appreciate all the support that I get from anybody and everybody as a small-time podcaster trying to make a name for myself, trying to get my foot in the door. So this friend of mine inboxes me and says, do you think that everyone we worked with at our old squadron would be canceled if people heard our conversations, to which I would agree, I would say yes, overwhelmingly, unanimously, we would be canceled. Everybody, even military members in uniform in the United States Navy would be canceled if the general public heard the type of conversations that we had on a daily basis. These conversations, for the most part, were no holds barred, no fuss given, inflammatory, derogatory, disrespectful, rude, ignorant, and just flat out disgusting in nature. This flat-out offensive, all the above. If an average person heard the type of conversation that the people in the United States Navy, all across the military, all, all the branches, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard, if you heard the kind of conversations that we had behind closed doors, at the barracks, in the work center, on the flight line, on the flight deck, if you heard what we talked about on a daily and regular basis, you would be shocked, appalled, and offended. The average person anyway, especially in today's soft, weak-ass, fragile society. Most of these conversations were racist, sexist, chauvinist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic in nature for the most part. Um, and that, that spread across both squadrons I was at, not only VW-112 in Osnard, California, but VW-115 in Atsugi, Japan, especially my first squadron that I was stationed at, you had people wishing death on people. You had folks talking about other people's families. There was nothing off limits. Anything goes. Everyone has thick skin. If you don't have thick skin in the military, you will soon and quickly develop thick skin or you'll probably commit suicide. Everyone talks shit in the military. Everyone chops it up. Everyone gives it to you raw, unapologetic, and authentic. There are no fucks given if you're a soft sensitive and just can't handle brutal real honesty then you my friend should not join the united states military in any capacity whatsoever everyone's drunk depressed pissed off bitter angry and don't give a fuck there's no mincing of words they will tell you how it is whether you want to hear it or not so when this friend reached out to me and said do you think if people heard the conversations that we had at VW-112, would we be canceled? Yes, emphatically, we would be canceled. I, myself, Deion Tyree Gordon, would be canceled. I've said this many times in the podcast. I would be canceled. I should be canceled. I probably will be canceled one day. But if you had heard the type of shit that we talked about and the type of shit that I talked about in the United States Navy, the jokes that I made about any and everybody, offensive, inappropriate things I said on a daily hourly basis. I was an asshole. I still am an asshole. I'll be the first one to tell you that. Unapologetically, I am an asshole. 
There's something wrong with me. I'm fucked up. I heard this all the time growing up from my own family. People told me, I don't know what's wrong with him. Something wrong with that boy. I don't know where he came from. People in my own family, my own mother told me this shit. My uncles told me this shit. Grandparents told me this shit. Cousins, everyone, people I grew up with, I was raised by, told me something wrong with him. Maybe they're right. I'm fucked up. The other day at work, I walked past the break room and I saw an Asian dude, an Asian woman sitting down having a conversation in the break room. And I thought to myself, that looks like a commercial for Asian Mingle. Like if, if someone were to create an Asian-only dating service, that could be the commercial right there. That looks like a commercial for Asian Mingle. That's the kind of thoughts I have on a daily basis. I'm fucked up. There's a lot wrong with me. I'm an asshole. I'm inconsiderate. I'm inappropriate. I'm a jackass. I'm a douchebag. I'll be the first one to tell you this. Nothing is off limits to me. Everything can be funny. I think everything potentially could be hilarious. I remember one day when, when I was in the Navy in my first squadron, VAW 115 over in Japan, I became, I grew frustrated with a lazy worker in my work center. And I told this girl, this is a woman, this is a black girl. And I told her, you have the work ethic of Whitney Houston in the bathtub. You are fucking lazy. And I just walked out the room. I'm an asshole. I'm inconsiderate. I'm a douchebag. There's something. There's quite a few things wrong with me. Should I have said that? Probably not. But here's the cold part. She didn't even take offense to it. Her and I were good friends. Her and I had like a brother and sister relationship. She gave me shit all the time. I gave her shit all the time. I come into work at 6.30, 6.45 in the morning. I would just say hello to her. She cussed me out. Fuck you, Gordon. Why the fuck are you so happy already? It's 6.30 in the morning. Ain't nobody got time for this shit. It's too early for you to be all upbeat and chipper. Shut the fuck up. That's how her and I interacted with each other. We were good friends. She had thick skin, and I always respected her because she was the only female in this work center. A bunch of dudes, then her. All the guys in that work center gave her a lot of shit. Guys would talk shit to her. they fuck with her. They diss her, they make fun of her, all types of shit. They ridicule her, they mock her all day, every day, twice on Sunday. And she just took it. She never broke down. She never shed no tears. She never went to go complain to anybody about anything. She just took it. Took it all in stride. She'd be over in the corner on her cell phone just doing, doing her thing. She was cool as fuck. If she's listening, once again, I don't say names on the podcast, but if she's listening, salute to her, man. What's up? Respect to you. Much love to you. Hope, hope all is well. That's how we gave it up in the Navy. We talked shit. Some of the best conversations I ever had in my whole life were in the Navy because nobody was afraid to say anything. Nobody was walking around on eggshells. You get a bunch of guys together in the work center and just let guys just let loose and talk shit. No filter, no inhibitions, just whatever you want to say, just say it. It's only us. It's the same dynamic of being in the barbershop or being in a regular job in the break room or outside just chilling. It's just regular folks having a conversation with no strings attached. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing to speak openly, freely, honestly, authentically with nothing to hold you back. It's a wonderful thing. We used to do this all the time in America with no fear, with no worry or concern about potentially losing your job or having your livelihood taken away from you or being in trouble with the wrong people. We used to do this shit all the time. We used to have thick skin in America. We used to be able to tell jokes and talk shit and just say anything. But at some point, I don't know when, I can't exactly pinpoint when, where, and how, 
we arrived at a point in America where everyone became so righteous, so pretentious, so arrogant, so just annoying is the best way to put it, where people act as if everyone has to exist inside of an echo chamber and only say things that you already agree with. And the moment you deviate from whatever is the popular accepted sentiment, you're wrong. You're going to be hated and vilified. You're a pariah. You're going to be labeled a piece of shit, a misogynist, a racist, a sexist, a transphobe, a homophobe, whatever. Somebody's going to put some kind of label on you, even though all you did was make a simple joke, a simple comment, or you just fundamentally don't agree with whatever you're looking at. You have a difference of opinion. You have your own point of view. But for some reason, we've arrived at this point in America where people are so pretentious, they think that everyone has to agree with them at all times. And to me, that's bullshit. This same friend of mine the other day, when he reached out to me on Messenger, also told me that he didn't agree with my statement that 92% of all white people are racist. He heard my latest podcast about NFL Week 5 and my thoughts on the John Gruden fiasco, in which I flat out said that, I articulated that, that I feel like 92% of all white people are racist. I've done 36 years of independent study, research, data, pie charts, Venn diagrams, all types of analysis, and I've come to the conclusion, me and my research team have come to the conclusion that 92% of white people are racist. And this guy, who's a white guy, a white kid from Florida in his mid-20s, reached out to me and said, in addition to saying that he was a fan of, of the podcast, said, I don't agree with your statement that you believe that 92% of white people are racist. And when he said that to me, I said, you know what? That's cool, man. I appreciate that. I don't expect you or anyone else to agree with me all the time. You can agree. You can disagree. It is what it is. All I really care about is that you listen. That's really all I want. That's the mission statement of the Dion Gordon podcast. That's all I want. I want people to hear me. I want people to listen to me. Whether you agree or not, isn't that big of a deal to me? Because I understand I'm not that pretentious. I'm not of the belief that everyone should or will always agree with me. I'm pretty sure I've said a number of things on this podcast that most people didn't agree with. I've had a number of incendiary comments that I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that a number of folks heard and disagreed with and thought, well, that was wrong. He shouldn't have said that. He went too far. That was cruel. That was mean-spirited. I'm sure I've said things in regular conversation that people heard and were like, eh, that was, that made me squeamish. I cringed when you just said that. I didn't like that. I disagree. I know it. I've had people tell me in regular conversation, I disagree with that. You went too far on that. That's, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have said that. Now, come on, Dion. You know you're wrong for that. I've heard it all before. It's okay. We're all grown adults. You don't have to agree with me all the time. You don't have to believe that everything I'm saying is right. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I believe in it, that's why I said it. But if you disagree with it, that's fine. I'm okay, I'm an adult, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't expect everyone to just automatically agree with everything I'm saying. Which leads me to the Dave Chappelle comedy special, The Closer, on Netflix. Much talked about, very controversial, highly criticized, highly scrutinized comedy special on Netflix. A number of folks are up in arms, got their panties in a bunch about the words that Dave Chappelle said. Just words, not actions. Didn't really hurt anybody, just words. A lot of folks are pissed off 
mad as a motherfucker about what the greatest comedian of all time, Dave Chappelle from Washington, D.C., about what this man had to say in his comedy special. Comedy special. This is a comedian. Like I said, the greatest comedian of all time. And people are upset about what a comedian said in a comedy special. He is not the president of the United States of America. He does not hold any office of any kind. He is not at any point in his career ever said he is a virtuous beacon of moral fiber that you all should aspire to be. He has never claimed to be a role model of any sort. He is a comedian telling jokes at a comedy show and people lost their fucking mind about what this comedian said at a comedy show. Now, Dave, for his entire career, has been an edgy comedian who has pushed boundaries and walked the line and ridiculed and mocked and made fun of every single group of people on the planet, black people, white people, Asian, Hispanics, men, women, children, gay, trans, whatever the case may be. Dave Chappelle's had a joke about everybody for years now. That's been his M.O., that's who he's always been. That's, who, that's the reason we all know and love Dave Chappelle. Everyone watched Chappelle's show. Everyone to this day can quote lines from Chappelle's show, can recite word for word, verbatim, their favorite sketches. If I got enough people together, I can probably reenact the racial draft sketch from Chappelle's show. That's my favorite sketch. That one in the mad real world. Those are my two favorite sketches from Chappelle's show. If I were to get enough people together, I could reenact those sketches. Those sketches were fucking brilliant because Dave Chappelle is fucking brilliant. He's a genius. He's a comedic icon. Cut from the same cloth as Richard Pryor, the late great Paul Mooney, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, George Carlin, so on and so forth. These legendary, iconic, unbelievably funny comedians who are so poignant in their statements, who walked not only... Are they funny as shit, but they can make observations about society and the way we interact with each other. They can make social commentary, but also be funny at the same time. It's a gift. Dave Chappelle goes on stage at this Netflix comedy special, The Closer, as a number of jokes, mostly about the trans community, the LGBTQ plus community. And needless to say, they are not having it. A number of folks are not having it. He also had jokes about covid that's how he opened the show, about Dave Chappelle himself actually testing positive for COVID-19 and being quarantined, everything that came with that. He uh, made jokes about fights, interactions, altercations that he had with members of the LGBTQ community. A near fight with a lesbian woman who confronted him about a joke that he said in one of his previous comedy specials that she didn't take kindly to. I myself, I can relate to that on some levels. I almost got into a fight with a lesbian woman uh, about 10, 11, 12 years ago, a lesbian woman confronted me at a house party downtown Frederick, Maryland. After a night of drunken debauchery, this lesbian woman, about a five foot one Puerto Rican chick, ran up on me at this house party because I was cozying up to her girlfriend, who I didn't know was her girlfriend. But long story short, I go into my favorite watering hole in downtown Frederick, Maryland, Old Town Tavern. Y'all just came across a white girl, because at the time I was going through my white girl phase. Don't judge me. And I meet up with this white girl, and her and I are talking, interacting back and forth. And she invites me to come back to her place. So I'm more than happy to oblige, because I'm trying to get some pussy. 
So I go back to this place with this white girl. What I found out was a house party. A bunch of folks were over there, about 15, 20 people over there. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. The bars close at 1.30. So this is pretty much the after party. And I'm over here, and I'm, on, I'm in the backyard on a swing that they had set up in the backyard. And her and I are sitting on this swing together. And we're just talking, shooting the breeze. You know, I'm making my move. I'm spitting my game, talking my shit, doing my thing. Next thing I know, the door opens, and this five-foot-one spitfire, this ball of lightning comes out with all the Puerto Rican rage in the world. I thought I was about to get cut because she's Puerto Rican. But she comes out the door and screaming at me, cursing me out, calling me all kinds of motherfuckers and pieces of shit and bitch-ass nigga this and bitch-ass nigga that and telling me to get the fuck out the house and who the fuck am I and what the fuck is wrong with you and get the fuck away from my girlfriend and this, that, and the third... And I'm sitting there, I'm perplexed. I'm confused. I'm thinking to myself, you're her girlfriend? She never mentioned you. She never even spoke about having a girlfriend. I didn't know she had a girlfriend. She invited me back to this house party. Her, this is her house. The white girl owned this house. She invited me to her house for this after party with no mention whatsoever of her being in a relationship with a woman, a lesbian relationship. But because I'm not trying to get caught up in no bullshit, I'm just trying to enjoy myself, live my life, do my thing. Really all I was trying to do that night was get some pussy. But once I saw this Puerto Rican chick come out and confront me the way she did, I realized this was not going to happen tonight. So I'm just trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I get up as respectfully as possible, say, I didn't know. I didn't know. She didn't tell me nothing. I'm sorry. My apologies. I'll just leave. So that's what I proceeded to do. I'm walking out the house. I walk through the kitchen, walk through the living room, walk through the front to the front porch and everything else. And this five foot one Puerto Rican girl is screaming and cursing to me the entire way as I'm trying to exit the house. She's cussing me out, still calling me all kinds of motherfuckers and bitch ass niggas and pieces of shit and fuck you and get the fuck out the house. And I said, I'm currently exiting the house. You keep telling me to get the fuck out the house. That's what I'm trying to do. But then I composed myself and said, you know what, Dion, don't argue with this girl. It's not going to turn out well for you. You're a six foot two black dude. She's a five foot one Puerto Rican girl. Now I'm outside on the front porch and I'm still trying, I'm trying to leave. I'm in the process of exiting the house and she's still confronting me. Then she grabs me. She turns me around, starts pushing me, putting her hands on me, swinging at me. She's hitting me and everything. I'm still trying to remain cool, still trying to remain calm. Like I said, I'm a six foot two black dude. She's a five foot one girl. If I take off on this bitch, I'm going to jail. I realize this. I'm just trying to get in my car and drive back home. And that's it. I realize the pussy ain't going to happen tonight. I got to abort this mission. Really, all I want to do is get in my car and drive home, go home and jack off. Because like I said, the pussy ain't going to happen. But she's still angry as fuck with me. She's mad as hell. She's apoplectic. She's cursing me out. She's like a pissed off chihuahua on cocaine. She's just mad as a motherfucker. Words coming out a mile a minute. She's screaming and yelling at me. We're outside at about 2.15, 2.30 in the morning, downtown Frederick, Maryland, North Market Street. Nobody's out. She's loud as hell on a Sunday night, Monday morning, just cursing me the fuck out. To which I finally said, you know what? You shouldn't be mad at me. You should be mad at your bitch because your bitch chose me. Have a great night and a better tomorrow. God bless you. And I got in my car and drove the fuck home. So Dave Chappelle, I understand how angry and how violent and how vicious these lesbian women can be. These women are fucking crazy, especially when you're trying to fuck one of their women who, like I said, 
her bitch chose me. Don't get mad at me. Check your bitch and move on accordingly. But back to the comedy special. Dave made a, one of many excellent points in this comedy special. The first one they made that really resonated with me was when he said that gay white people are minorities, but remember that they're white when it's time to call the police. A gay black man wouldn't even call the cops on you in the middle of an altercation, a fracas, a kerfuffle. But a gay white person will always lean on the fact that they're white. I have nothing to lose in this situation. I'll call the police because when the police show up, they're going to automatically side with me because I'm white. And they're going to do harm to the black person involved. A gay black person can call the police on another black person and still get their ass kicked because at the end of the day, you're still black. Doesn't matter if you're gay, doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle you live, you're still black. You still run the risk of getting your ass kicked by the police just because of your skin color. Dave also made a point about J.K. Rowling, a famous author who has been previously accused of transphobia herself. In The Closer, which premiered on Tuesday on Netflix, Chappelle declared himself a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, a turf alongside of J.K. Rowling. He said, quote, during the special, they canceled J.K. Rowling, my God. Officially, she said gender was a fact. The trans community got mad as shit and started calling her a turf. Dave Chappelle referred to himself as a turf. He said, I'm team turf. Dave then went on to say that gender is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on earth. This is a fact, Chappelle added before saying that trans women's genitalia are not quite what it is. The joke that he made was that trans women's vaginas are like beyond pussy, in reference to beyond meat, which are fake hamburgers that vegans eat to compensate for the fact they don't want to eat real meat. So it's apropos, right? Your vagina is not a real vagina. It's like a beyond pussy. This is the same way that hamburger is not a real hamburger. It's beyond meat. It's all artificial bullshit. So for me personally, if I want to eat a hamburger... I'll get that from a cow, from a direct source. That's a real hamburger. The same way if I want to get some pussy, I'll get that from someone who was born with a uterus. A person that was born with a uterus has a real, actual, legitimate vagina. But I digress. Dave also had a joke about Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, former Olympic decathlon athlete in the 1970s, also more recently known for being a member of the Kardashian family, being the husband of Kris Jenner, formerly. They've since been divorced. And after, after the divorce, Bruce Jenner underwent a sex change to now become Caitlyn Jenner. And in Caitlyn Jenner's first year as a woman, Dave Chappelle pointed this out, in Caitlyn Jenner's first year as a woman, she won Woman of the Year, her first year. Imagine that. That's like the Rookie of the Year also winning the MVP. In football or basketball or baseball, you're the rookie of the year, the MVP, the Cy Young Award winner, your first year on the job. And Dave said in Caitlyn Jenner's first year of being a real, actual woman, that she's already a better woman than every bitch in Detroit, and all you bitches should be ashamed of yourselves. Now think about that joke for a second. First of all, it's hilarious, but think about what Dave's saying. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, underwent a sex change, and in her first year of being a woman, was voted by mainstream media outlets, magazines, TV shows, whatever, as being woman of the year. Real-life actual women born with uteruses who have periods on a monthly basis who for nine months at a time can carry life inside of them and then proceed to give birth. Real-life actual women ain't shit compared to some man 
who decided one day, you know what, this dude shit is overwhelming. I'm going to become a woman. And fuck it, and that's exactly what he did. His first, his or her first year on the job, Caitlyn Jenner was a better woman than every woman on the planet. If I were an astral woman, I'd be insulted. Dave Chappelle said the same thing. Dave's joke was, imagine if I was at the BET Awards, gave away an award for nigger of the year, and Eminem won the award. That would be preposterous, right? Imagine giving away an award for black person of the year and a white person won it. You're not black. You, can't, you shouldn't even be eligible to win this award. It's the same thing. Caitlyn Jenner was voted woman of the year by who? I remember she won a, an ESPY award for having the most courage. She won the Arthur Ashe Award for courage at the ESPYs in like 2013 or 14 or whatever. This was insane. You had athletes that overcame so much hardship and adversity, and they didn't win the Arthur Ashe Award for courage at the ESPYs. Arthur Ashe had to be rolling over in his grave. Bruce Jenner decided to get a sex change and become a woman and won an award for courage. And around the same time, I remember seeing a Sports Center special about a high school football player who was tackled during a high school football game and got his leg twisted in such a violent way they dislocated his knee and tore an artery right behind his knee, tore every ligament in his knee, and eventually his knee had to be, his leg had to be amputated. This is a high school kid, about 17, 18 years old. His leg had to be amputated because of an injury he suffered during a high school football game. And you mean to tell me that Bruce Jenner decides to get his dick cut off or tucked away or whatever and become a woman, that he or she has more courage than this high school kid who lost his fucking leg at the age of 18? Are you fucking shitting me right now? Dave said that women should look at trans women the same way black people look at white people who go around in blackface. Like, why are you doing an imitation to me? Why are you making fun of me? Once again, I agree. Like I said, the most beautiful thing on this earth is a woman. And even more so is a woman who carries life inside of her. You have women who go through real life women problems on a daily basis. They bleed once a month. They carry a child inside of them. They go through mood swings. They put on weight when they don't want to put on weight. They have trouble trying to lose the weight. Older women go through menopause and hot flashes and everything else. Women go through so much. And yet you have men who pretend to be women get converted into being a woman. And they're voted woman of the year? That's insulting. That's got to be insulting. You can't say that you love and respect women, but then you want to boost up a trans woman and say that's a better woman than a real-life actual woman. That doesn't make sense. What life does a trans woman carry inside of her body? You can do whatever you want to do. I don't care what people do. I've been saying this for years. I don't give a fuck what you do as long as it's not putting me in harm's way or taking money out of my pocket. As long as I ain't got to pay for it, I don't give a fuck what you do. But don't lie to me. Don't bullshit me. Don't deceive me. Don't be duplicitous with me. Don't be mendacious with me. Don't tell me that you're a better woman than a real-life actual woman who was born with her body parts and goes through all the trials and tribulations that a woman goes through on a daily basis. It's insulting. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Dave Chappelle said that why is it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his gender than it was for Cassius Clay to change his name? That's remarkable. That, that might have been the line of the show. That took me out right there. I had to pause it and rewind it. 
three times on the strength of that. I wanted to make sure I heard that and understood it properly. Why is it okay for Bruce Jenner to change his gender, but it wasn't okay for Cassius Clay to change his name to Muhammad Ali? I mean, there's no better way to put it. That's why Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. Our society is accepting of things like that. Now, I realize that when Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali did that, it was 50 years ago in the late 60s. But still, like, he got all kinds of pushback. Even, like, modern-day Muslim athletes now get pushback about changing their name by converting to Islam or whatever. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf back in the 90s got all kinds of pushback. When, it, when he decided to go from being Chris Jackson to Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, he caught shit about that. This was in the 90s, not that long ago. Any athlete that changed, any person in general who converts to Islam and changes their name is going to get a lot of shit about it. But if some man decides he wants to be a woman, it's pom-poms, it's cheering, it's unwavering support. You go, girl. I'm here for you. Do your thing. My point is we should be cheering for both things. Everyone deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to be themselves however they see themselves. If someone wants to get a sex change and go from being a man to a woman or vice versa, so be it. Knock yourself out and do your thing. If that's what makes you happy, so be it. The same way if a man decides he wants it or a woman decides they want to convert to Islam and change their name, then so be it. Whatever makes you happy is your life. Live it however you want to live it. Who am I to tell someone how they should or should not live their life? My problem, the crux of the matter, the same problem, the same issue Dave Chappelle had is that don't tell me I have to like it. Don't tell me I have to support it. Don't tell me I'm wrong or I'm transphobic or I'm, I'm a terrible person just because I'm not waving my pom-poms and offering unwavering support and jumping up and down during cartwheels because you decided to go from being a man to a woman. The other landmark joke that Dave had throughout this special, this might have been, this really might have been the joke of the, of the entire special. We talked about the rapper, the baby from Charlotte, North Carolina, big time famous, successful rapper, been out for a couple of years now. And as Dave said, he's a wild guy. You know, a couple of years ago in a Walmart in North Carolina, the baby shot a nigga. He shot a black man and killed him. He committed homicide. He murdered a man in cold blood. He took away someone's son, father, uncle, brother, best friend, whoever. He erased someone off this earth. He killed a man. But that didn't ruin his career. And Dave said, you see where I'm going with this. And the crowd applauded. The crowd reacted to it accordingly. And Dave said, when he said some bad, negative, mean things about the gay community, that's what ruined his career. So once again, think about that. As, as only Dave Chappelle can put it, on one hand, he killed a man, took a man's life in cold blood. That didn't hurt him. That didn't ruin his career. But when he said some bad things about the gay community, that ruined his career. That fucked him up. Just like with Kevin Hart a couple of years ago, who he also referenced throughout the comedy special when there was some tweets that were discovered from like five, six, seven years ago about Kevin Hart saying some things about the gay community and he lost his job as the host of the Oscars. And Dave Chappelle had another. Dave, Dave's awesome, man. Dave's full of his great quotes and just unbelievable, just like straight to the point observations and just, just game. Like Dave, you can tell listening to Dave, Dave's an old school brother from Washington, D.C. You can tell that. Immediately, I can tell that because I'm from that part of the country. I've, I've talked to old school brothers who speak the same way Dave Chappelle speaks. Just so straight to the point. There's no bullshit. I'm going to give it to you exactly how I see it. And it's such a simple way of putting it that this brother killed a man and nothing happened to his career. He spoke about gay people in a negative way and he lost, he lost his job. 
And when Dave said, Dave said this during the special, when you take away a man's livelihood, that's akin to killing him. That's some hard, that's some cold shit. That's some real motherfucking talk. When you take away a man's livelihood, you might as well kill him. That's akin to killing him. If you disagree with what the baby said, if you disagree with what Dave Chappelle said, if you currently disagree with what I'm saying, be an adult and just say, I disagree with it. Have a conversation. Argue with a motherfucker. Curse somebody out. Call somebody a stupid-ass piece of shit. This, that, and the third. But don't advocate for someone to lose their livelihood. What do you gain out of that? How does that solve the problem? If the baby can't make any more rap songs, is that going to stop transphobia? Is that going to stop trans women from getting killed? No. If Dave Chappelle can't make any more comedy specials, same thing. Is that going to stop transphobia? No, it's not. Why would you ever advocate for someone to lose their job? That's insane to me. If you don't agree with it, then don't agree with it. But never, I would never say someone should lose their job just because I disagree with them. I would say someone, someone should lose their job if they're an incompetent piece of shit and they're not good at the job. They're fucking up like Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. I always got to figure, I always got to work the 49ers in there somehow. I would advocate for someone to lose their job based on their performance in their particular profession. I would never say someone should lose their job just because I disagree with what they said. Be a fucking adult. Be a grown man or a grown woman. Learn how to disagree with people. We used to be able to do this once upon a time. We've forgotten. We've lost our way. The LGBTQ community, honestly, they're a bunch of bullies. They preach tolerance and acceptance when in reality it's obedience and compliance. Either you agree with me or we're going to do everything in our power to take away your power and your career and your livelihood and take money out of your pocket and food off your table and fuck over your family all because you disagree with me. Trans people try to say that comments that Dave makes or comments that, you know, the baby or Kevin Hart made, people from the LGBTQ community say those comments lead to violence against members of their own community. I would say that violence against trans people happens because a number of trans folk, a number of trans women in particular, have openly deceived men into having sex with them or trying to have sex with them under the pretense that they are an, a naturally born woman. I can tell a story about a Marine uh, back when I was in the Navy. There was a Marine over in the Philippines who had an encounter with a Filipino ladyboy, which is basically just a, a transgender, not even a transgender, a transsexual person, human being, a guy who was dressing up and masquerading as a woman and going out and trying to meet and entice men to come back to the hotel room or wherever with them. So one night, I guess this Marine met a particular Filipino lady boy and, you know, obviously they had some drinks. This Marine was sauced up from what I heard. He was fucking drunk, pissed drunk out of his mind, met this Filipino lady boy, took the lady boy back to his hotel room. They had sex. By the time he woke up the next morning and he sobered up, he realized this was not a woman, this was a man, and he killed the motherfucker right then and there. Now, obviously, that's a terrible and tragic and sad situation, but I'll tell you this much. That Marine did not kill that lady boy because he heard Dave Chappelle tell a joke. That Marine killed that lady boy because he thought that motherfucker had a vagina, and he woke up the next morning and sobered up and realized that motherfucker had a penis, and that dude lost his shit at that very moment. So the moral of the story is, take accountability and ownership of your own actions. 
People don't get killed because of entertainment. It's no different than when people say that video games inspire violence and school shootings and et cetera, things of that nature. Violence has been going on. This country was founded on violence. We just had Columbus Day about a week ago. That's violence. Where Native Americans, people who were native to this country, were killed and raped and murdered and beaten in a hostile takeover of land that really belonged to them, land that they had already founded. What was Christopher Columbus listening to? What TV shows was he watching? What movies was he watching? Was Grand Theft Auto out back then when Christopher Columbus raped and pillaged and destroyed Native American people and took their land from them? What was Hitler listening to when the massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1920 in the Greenwood District took place? What were those people listening to? What TV shows were out back then? What comedian was inciting that violence? Take ownership of your own actions. When you do fucked up things, something fucked up might happen to you. Like I said, that story about the Marine, that's a tragic situation. That's sad. That should not have happened on both sides. The Marines shouldn't have killed the transsexual, the lady boy he was with. But also, the lady boy should not have openly deceived that Marine into having sex later on that night. It's a two-way street. Two grown adults who both fucked up in that situation. Dave closed the show out with telling a story about a transgender comedian named Daphne that he had met and befriended years ago right out here in the California Bay Area. Dave talked about how he, had, you know, he frequently plays San Francisco on a regular basis, the Fillmore in particular, and you know, he kept coming to, to the Bay and doing these shows. He noticed there was a woman who was a, a big fan of his, laughed hysterically at all of his jokes, had a very loud, distinct laugh that everyone noticed. And he, you know, he struck up a friendship with this woman, and he found out this was a transgender woman named Daphne, who was also a comedian in her own right. And because they become such good friends, because Dave's such a nice guy, Dave offered her an opportunity to come open for him the next time he came back to San Francisco. And according to Dave, she bombed. She was terrible. She sucked. She was not funny. For 45 minutes, she just wasted everyone's time. She had a horrible set. She was awful. After her set was over, she sat down right in the front row and watched Dave's show, watched Dave's set. She introduced Dave. Dave came on stage, did his set. She sat down in the front row. And in the middle of it, there was a heckler in the back who was heckling the transgender woman. And he asked her, do the curtains match the drapes? To which she responded by saying, I got nothing but hardwood floors down there. And the entire room erupted with laughter. And Dave realized she's actually pretty funny. She's a terrible comedian, but she's a funny person. And after Dave's set was over, he invited her backstage, and she was chopping it up with Dave and other comedians. I think he said Paul Mooney was there, too. And he said she was the funniest person in the room. This is a, You're in a room with Dave Chappelle and Paul Mooney, and you're the funniest person in that room? That's saying something. That's pretty impressive. But Dave went on to tell the story about how he became friends with this woman and got to know her, and they became close, and they were just really cool with each other. And then, unfortunately, this woman ended up committing suicide because she had come out and spoken on Dave's behalf and said, Dave's absolutely a nice guy. He's not transphobic. He's given me multiple opportunities. He's helped jumpstart my comedic career and everything. And the transgender community, the LGBTQ community, destroyed this woman. They ran her down. They dragged her. They berated this woman so much to the point that she took her own life. She killed herself. This woman committed suicide because she was defending Dave Chappelle and the trans community who hates Dave Chappelle said, how can you defend someone like this? And gave her so much shit that she couldn't take it anymore, and she decided to kill herself. Cancel culture is so toxic, 
and caused one of their own to take their own life, all because she was defending someone who the trans community thought is anti their lifestyle and, and 100% against them. And they couldn't fathom, they couldn't believe that an actual trans woman would defend such a vile piece of shit like Dave Chappelle. Cancel culture is fucked up. We have to get out this habit, this annoying, pretentious, disgusting habit of trying to ruin people's lives just because you disagree with them. There's plenty of things I'm offended by on a daily basis. You know what I do? I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. I don't support it. There's people in my real everyday life I'm offended by for whatever reason. I just don't fuck with them. I don't talk to them. When they come in the room, I walk out the room. I don't like them. I don't want to be around them. There's people at my job I don't like and get along with, but never in a million years would I ever advocate for them to be fired off the simple fact that I don't like them or that I disagree with them. I work at a chemical production plant. There's guys who make critical mistakes at this plant that could potentially cause catastrophic incidents. I walk into work. I cover up for these people. I see something wrong. I just fix it. I just cover up. I don't write emails. I don't CC everyone in the building of consequence. I don't throw people under the bus. I don't snitch on anyone. I don't rat anybody out. If I see you committing a mistake, I just fix it and move the fuck on. I might tell you about it face to face when I see you again. Hey, man, clean that shit up. Don't do that shit again. I came in. Your shit was all fucked up. I had to fix it for you. I'll tell you that face to face. I'm not going to fucking bury you to the company publicly. Like I said, I'm not going to start an email chain. I'm not trying to ruin your life. You're a grown man. You're trying to make money. You're trying to support your family. Why would I fuck you over just because you did something that I disagree with? The fact that our society is so fragile, so weak, so brittle that we can't handle a difference of opinion. You see this on so many different polarizing topics. It's not just the trans community. You saw this a couple years ago with Colin Kaepernick. We started taking the knee to bring awareness to police brutality and marginalized people. And, you know, people, conservative white people, lost their minds. They had their pants in the bunch. They couldn't believe what he was doing. They said, what about the flag? What about the troops? What about this? What about that? You know, we don't like violent, hostile, masculine, militant black people. We want peaceful, docile, passive black people. So when a black person stages a peaceful protest, it can't possibly get any more peaceful than taking a knee and minding your own business. But then white people said, no, we don't like that either. No, that's the wrong way to protest. We want to tell you how to protest. People didn't like it because it didn't correlate with what they already accepted as reality, with their own opinion, with, with what they already believed in. That's why people didn't like it. It's the same thing. The trans community is the same way. Like I said, these people preach and talk about tolerance and acceptance when in reality it's obedience and compliance. Those same people that were so outraged about Dave's jokes about the trans community, I bet you they laughed their asses off at Clayton Bigsby on Chappelle's show. I bet you they laughed their asses off at the R. Kelly skits on Chappelle's show. I bet you they laughed their asses off at Ask a Black Dude with Paul Mooney on Chappelle's show. Any joke that's making fun of black people, I bet you they laughed their motherfucking fake vaginas off. You can't tell me they didn't. Like I said earlier, Dave Chappelle's been making edgy jokes his whole career. The trans community never had a problem with him until recently when he started making jokes about them. He's made jokes about every other group of people under the sun. But in recent comedy specials, starting with the Sticks and Stones comedy special on Netflix, started making jokes about the LGBTQ community, and now they're all pissed off at him. Glad you know, all, all the different homosexual advocates, actual homosexual people, they're all pissed off with him. 
But like I said, you all laughed at all of his jokes on Chappelle's show. You probably watched Half-Baked ten times at least. You thought all that shit was funny until we started talking about you. But you want equality though, right? You want to be on equal footing with everybody else, but you don't want to get made fun of like everyone else does. You don't want to get mocked and ridiculed. You don't want to be a part of satire like everyone else is a part of satire, but you want equality. You want to be on equal footing, but you don't want any jokes about you. It doesn't work that way. This all reminds me of a quote that I heard from Thomas Sewell, an American economist, social theorist, senior fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution, someone that I usually don't agree with because I feel like on some levels, he's kind of a, a traitor to his race, some of the things he says. I don't like when white people share videos and comments and posts of his because I feel like he comes across as a token house Negro, an acceptable Negro, uh, the token black person that white people like because he says shit they already agree with. So that's why they always share his posts. And they'll share his posts because he's black and they can say, well, I'm not racist. Thomas Sewell's black. He's saying the same thing I'm saying. So you can't call me racist. That's why I've always kind of had a problem with him, but he does make salient points from time to time. He says things I agree with because as far as I'm concerned, just because I don't always agree with you or just because I don't even like you doesn't mean I will disregard something that you say that I feel like is factual and logical and makes sense. So I shared a quote on Facebook earlier from Thomas Sewell, and the quote goes like this, one of the most pathetic and dangerous signs of our times is the growing number of individuals and groups who believe that no one can possibly disagree with them for any honest reason. That's some of the realest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I'll say it again. One of the most pathetic and dangerous signs of our times is the growing number of individuals and groups who believe that no one can possibly disagree with them for any honest reason. And that's where we're at in America People act like you can't disagree with them. You have to like them. You have to agree with them. You have to exist in the same echo chamber they exist in. That's annoying. How do we advance as a culture? How do we move forward as a people if, if we all agree with each other? There has to be some kind of discourse here and there. And a truculent person like me will come along and purposely and intentionally say something to piss you off, to provoke some thought. That's what I do. That's who I am. That's the fabric of who I am. I will purposely and intentionally say something that I, I know will get under your skin because I want to provoke some thought. I want, I want to make you think differently. I want to make you see things from a different perspective. You know, I love having this platform that I've created for myself. I love being able to speak openly, honestly, and freely in the most authentic way I can possibly speak. I don't like watered-down speech. I don't like when people just pretend to be nice, to be politically correct. That's fucking phony. It's disingenuous. People don't always like you. People say mean, nasty, hurtful things. People make fucked up jokes behind closed doors. I can vouch for that personally. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, people say things. People have fucked up thoughts. And not everyone likes you. Get the fuck over yourself. You can't tell people to tolerate and accept your lifestyle if you don't tolerate and accept the fact that other people think differently. That not everyone's going to like you. You can't just try to bully your way to being at the top of the food chain and making everyone bow down and kiss the ring to you. It doesn't work like that. You know, the LGBTQ mafia is so out of control. I remember hearing a story about a year, year and a half, two years ago, where the R&B singer Genuine was asked a question by a transgender journalist of would you ever have a sex scene or something like that? Would you ever make out on screen 
with a transgender woman. He said, you know, that's your choice, but for me personally, I wouldn't do it. And he caught all types of outrage and flack about this shit. Twitter had a field day with his brother. They called him all types of transphobes and all types of bullshit, and he's a monster, he's terrible, he's, he's, a, he's a bigot, he's prejudiced, he's all, all, all types of shit. All this man said was that he would not be comfortable being on screen, having a, a make-out love scene with a transgender woman. All he said is that that's not his name. That does not tickle his fancy. That's not what he's about. This is a straight heterosexual man. Once again, you can't be talking about tolerance and acceptance if you don't tolerate and accept that a heterosexual man prefers to have sex with a woman. You can't label someone a transphobe just because they won't fuck you. That's like me saying that a white woman is racist because she won't suck my dick. Maybe she don't like me. She's not that into me. Who knows? But if I go to a white woman on the street and say, excuse me, lady, would you mind sucking my dick? And she says, no, I'm not going to point at her and say, you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're prejudiced. You're discriminating against me. I'm not going to call Al Sharpton to MSNBC and have them report live about some white woman on the street who refused to give me fellatio and I now label her a racist. That's fucking insane. But that's what this community does. Like I said, they're a mafia. These people are out of control. Accept the fact that not everyone likes you. Get the fuck over yourselves. Dave had another joke or comment about how they make up words to win arguments. That's 100% true. There's so many words over the past 15, 20 years I've never heard before. Are they even real words? I'm not even sure sometimes. The insistence on referring to people by the proper pronouns, like... Most of these fucking arrogant, pretentious-ass people, I can't deal with these people, man. It's, it's not because of their sexual preference. It's not because they're trans. It's because they're fucking pretentious. These people are narcissistic. You got to refer to them as she, her, they, them, or he, him. I already spoke about the fucking fiasco of a Black Lives Matter meeting that I went to when I first moved out to the Bay four or five years ago. I'll tell that story again very quickly. I moved out to the Bay in 2016, didn't know anybody, came out here all by myself, I wanted to meet some people, preferably black people, so I went to a Black Lives Matter meeting in downtown Oakland, California, and the meeting begins with everyone going around the room and introducing themselves, and the way you're supposed to introduce yourself is your name, where you're from, and what pronouns you identify as. So everyone goes around the room, all the women in the room said, whatever their name was, wherever they're from, she, her, they, them pronouns. The brothers in the room all said their name, wherever the fuck they're from, he, him, they, them pronouns. I'm sitting there completely aghast and befuddled as to what the fuck these people are talking about. Trying to figure out who is he, who is they, who is them, who is she, who is her. And it finally gets around to me and I stand up and I announce to this entire room of about 70 people that my name is Dion Tyree Gordon. I'm a black man from Frederick, Maryland. And I was met with disgust. These people hated me for saying this. All I did was say my, my given name is written on every legal document that I have, my driver's license, my birth certificate, my passport, everything, my ATM card, my credit cards, everything has my name on this, and this is the only name that I have. I was not telling a lie when I said this. My name is Dion Saray Gordon. I am a black man, very much so, both on the inside and outside. I'm blacker than the ace of spades. I'm the same color as Coca-Cola. I look like 2.30 in the morning. I look like the inside of a box. If you close your eyes, you can see me. I'm as black as your cell phone. I'm a black man. 
and I'm born and raised in Frederick, Maryland. I'm not from Baltimore. I'm not from D.C., not from Silver Spring, Bethesda, La Plata, Eastern Shore, Hagerstown, Thurmont, Urbana, Landover, Capitol Heights, Temple Hills, PG County, Montgomery County. No, I'm from Frederick fucking Maryland. I said nothing that was false in this setting. No fallacies whatsoever. Everything I said was the truth. Deion Tyree Gordon, black man, Frederick, Maryland. And these people looked at me like I just took a shit in the middle of the room. Like I just pulled my dick out and started waving it around like a helicopter. That's how they looked at me. Like I was a fuck. I, was, I, I immediately became a villain in this setting for announcing that I'm a black man. And it's for that reason. Not because, like I said, not because of your sexual preference, not because of what you identify as. It's because of that reason, that level of narcissistic pretentiousness that I cannot fucking deal with these kind of people. Even straight heterosexual people who talk like that, I can't fucking deal with you. For your information, I identify as a non-binary cisgender embryo, she, her, he, him, they, them, your mama and them pronouns. That's how I identify, really. Cool story, bro. I identify as a big black motherfucker who likes titties, pussy, and women with pretty feet. That's how I identify as a big black motherfucker who likes titties, pussy, and women with pretty ass feet, preferably with white toenails. So from this point forward, do not refer to me as a black male, as an African-American, and especially do not refer to me as a person of color. That's obnoxious. Refer to me as a big black motherfucker who likes titties, pussy, ass, black women with pretty feet. All of that. It's a package deal. It's like a tribe called Quest. It's like a pimp called Slickback. You must refer to me from this point forward. This is how I want to be addressed as Dion Gordon slash a black motherfucker who likes titties, pussy, ass, and black women with pretty feet, preferably with white toenails. Say all of that, or I will label you a bigot and a Dion phobe. I will cancel you and call you a piece of shit and do whatever it takes to make you lose your job and take away your livelihood. That's what we do, right? That's our, that's our culture nowadays. That's exactly what we do. We disagree with someone or someone doesn't refer to us with the proper pronouns, the proper verbiage, and we do whatever it takes to ruin that person's life. Instead of having a conversation, instead of just agreeing to disagree, we do whatever it takes to fuck someone's livelihood up. Predictably, there's been much criticism and backlash in the aftermath of Dave Chappelle's comedy special, The Closer, starting with Jacqueline Moore, an executive producer for the Netflix series Dear White People, who is also trans, says she would boycott working with the company as long as they continue to put out and profit from blatantly and dangerously transphobic content. Tara Field, a trans Netflix engineer, wrote on Twitter that Chappelle's special attacks the trans community and the very validity of transness. When she and two other employees attended a virtual meeting for top executives that they were not invited to, they were subsequently suspended, according to the New York Times. A Netflix spokesperson refuted the idea that Field had been suspended for voicing her opinion, writing, It is absolutely untrue to say that we've suspended any employees for tweeting about the show. Our employees are encouraged to disagree openly, and we support their right to do so. Netflix's co-chief executive Ted Sarandos, meanwhile, sent a, a memo to employees addressing the situation and arguing that, arguing that the closer didn't cross the line of inciting hate or violence. He vowed to leave the special up on the site no matter how loud and criticism, the criticism had, had become. 
Distinguishing between commentary and harm is hard, he said, especially with stand-up comedy, which exists to push boundaries. Some people find the art of stand-up to be mean-spirited, but our members enjoy it and it's an important part of content offering. In an email on Monday, Sarandos doubled down, writing, We have strong belief that content on screen doesn't directly translate to real-world harm. We have sex education, Orange is the New Black, Control Z, Hannah Gatsby, and Dave Chappelle all on Netflix. Key to this is increasing diversity on the content team itself. The following day, trans employees and allies at Netflix began organizing a walkout schedule for Wednesday, October 20th. A leader of the company's trans employee resource group wrote to his members, according to Verge, Netflix has continually failed to show deep care in our mission to entertain the world by repeatedly releasing content that harms the trans community and continually failing to create content that represents and uplifts the trans content. Gatsby, the Australian comic who was catapulted to international fame thanks to her 2018 Netflix special Nanette, also responded to Serrano's angrily, quote, I would prefer if you didn't drag my name into your mess, she wrote on Instagram. You didn't pay me nearly enough to deal with the real world consequences of hate speech, dog whistling, you refuse to acknowledge, Ted. Fuck you and your amoral alg algorithm cult. On Friday, Netflix announced it had fired a staff member for leaking commercially sensitive information with a news organization about the special. All of that from Time Magazine. Now, I can't tell people how to feel about things. The only thing I can do is say Dave Chappelle's a comedian doing a comedy special where he's telling jokes. I don't think this is me talking. And I'll, I'll admit this is selfish because I'm not trans. I don't know anyone in the trans community. I'm not in any way, shape or form connected to that community. Their fight is not my fight. I'll just go ahead and say that. I'll be brutally honest about it. Their fight is not my fight. You're a trans person. God bless you. You should be able to live your life as peacefully and comfortably as with as much joy and harmony as everyone else is entitled to. I've always been of the opinion that everyone should have everything they want. Everyone should be happy and free and well-fed and well-taken care of. Everyone shouldn't. No one should have to struggle. Everyone should be good. Everyone should be highly paid. Everyone should live their life to the fullest and have as much fun, as much joy as possible. I wish no harm, no evil, no ill will at all towards any members of the LGBTQ community. My only issue is that I feel like a lot of them are hypocritical and they want everyone to just automatically agree with them and never question them and never make jokes about them. And I feel like that's complete bullshit. That's just where I'm coming from. And you can hate it. You can love it. You can agree. You can disagree. If you disagree, all you're doing is proving what I'm saying to be true, to be correct. I don't hate you. I have no problem with you. I actually admire most of the people in your community for the courage that you display. It takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot of courage. A lot of, a lot of dare I say, testicular fortitude, intestinal fortitude to go out in public and be a trans person with everything that entails. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be derided, chastised, scrutinized, marginalized, etc. People are going to hate you and dislike you simply for the way you choose to live your life. And that's fucked up. That's wrong. That shouldn't happen. You should be able to live your life however you see fit. Who am I? Who is anyone to tell someone how to go about living their life? But like I said, the problem that I have is this narcissistic, vain, pretentious attitude 
that everyone must love and embrace you and that you are exempt from being mocked and ridiculed and being the butt of a joke. If you truly want equality, then that means you want to be on equal footing with everyone else. And that means when you watch a Dave Chappelle comedy special and he tells jokes about white people and black people and Asian people and Latino people and poor people and rich people and all of his life experiences where he tells jokes about every other community on this earth, but then he gets around telling jokes about your people, why should you be offended? You want equality, right? You want to be on the same level as everyone else, but you are upset that this guy's telling jokes about your community. They're just jokes. I admit, it's easy for me to say that I'm not in that community. I don't understand what those people go through. I admire them. Like I said, they have courage. In some instances, in a lot of instances, more courage than me and anyone else I know. One of my favorite restaurants in Oakland, California, is a ramen spot called Tani Ramen. And I would go to this place quite frequently, about once a week, as a matter of fact. I love ramen. I spent two years in Japan and living in the California Bay Area. There's a lot of good Asian food to eat out here. So I would go to Atani Ramen almost on a weekly basis. And most of the time when I went in there, my server was a trans person, a trans woman. And truthfully, just being honest, just being forthcoming, the first time I saw this person, and she, she was my server, she came to my table and asked me, you know, can I get you started with anything? I was looking at my cell phone. I looked up at her. And I laughed at myself because, like I said, I am an asshole. I'll be the first, first person to admit this. I laughed at this. I snickered to myself a little bit. And then I got over it. I realized I don't really care about how this person is living their life, how they portray themselves. All I care about is does this person have the cognitive ability to take my order, relay the message back to the cooks in the kitchen, and then once they're done cooking my meal, get my fucking food and bring it over to my table. That's all I fucking care about. You could be a trans person, live your life however you see fit. I don't fucking care. It doesn't bother me in the least bit. But when I think about that, I think about that trans person, the fact that they exist in public, in plain sight, and go about their daily life and their business and live their life however they see fit with as much courage and freedom as possible. And I think to myself, you know, I've been going bald since I was 29. I don't even have the courage. I didn't have the courage for a lot of years to even go outside with a receding hairline. I put on a hat to cover my receding hair hairline. So I couldn't even be out in public going bald. But this person is a transgender person and it faces a lot more scrutiny, a lot more real life consequences than I could ever imagine. There's no one getting beaten up and killed because they're going bald. But there are trans people getting beaten up and killed because they're trans. There are trans people committing suicide because of the level of scrutiny they face being a trans person. I've never heard of anyone committing suicide because they're going bald. If you're going bald, all you can do is what I've done is just shave all that shit off and move on with the rest of your life. Just walk around with no hair on and just move on. Make the adjustment. But if you're a trans person, this is the life you want to live. This is the life you chose. This is what you wanted and you've made that transition to become a trans person, person, and more power to you. You have more courage than I could ever imagine, than I could ever wish to have. I applaud you. I have no issue with you. The issue that I have is the su suppression of free speech and people who try to cancel, quote-unquote cancel folks, for having the audacity to think differently than them. That's the problem that I have. Your way of life is your way of life. Live that way of life however you see fit. But please do not tell me or anyone else 
that I can't have my own independent thoughts. If I believe what I believe, I should be allowed to believe what I believe. Do I believe gender is a fact? Yes. Do I believe there's only two genders? Yes. Male, female, men, woman, dude, chick. That's what I believe in. That's what I was taught growing up as a little boy in the public school system. When Dave Chappelle said that everyone in this room and everyone watching this special at some point in their life to begin their life passed through the legs of a woman, that's a scientific fact. That's real. That's true. That's authentic. That's honest. That cannot be disputed. Your life began passing through the legs of a woman. A woman brought you into this earth. You should be thankful and appreciative of every of the woman your mother who brought you into this world. I appreciate my mother. My mother had to be a complete and pure agony giving birth to me. I have a massive head. I have a gigantic cranium. This poor woman had to be suffering in pure misery to give birth to me 36 years ago. I appreciate it. Mom, if you're listening, thank you and I love you. I appreciate what you did for me. I passed through your legs and 36 years later, here I am with my own podcast able to convey my own personal thoughts, opinions, and feelings and be a transphobic douchebag that I'm sure many people are currently taking offense to. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm able to live and breathe oxygen and do whatever I please, all because I passed through your legs 36 years ago. I can't be thankful enough. That is a scientific fact. Your life began passing through the legs of a woman. And just because I say that doesn't mean that I advocate for violence or harm against transgender people. It just means I believe in facts. One last thing. I've seen black people condemning Dave Chappelle for his Netflix comedy special The Closer and the jokes he had about the trans LGBTQ community. I've seen black people on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the audacity, the unmitigated golden temerity to say, that Dave Chappelle's comments about the trans community are somehow anti-black because there are black trans women and black trans men out there. I've heard black people say, and they, they say this with the utmost conviction in all sincerity, they believe this, that you cannot be pro-black if you're anti-trans. That's, that's a lot, man. I, I had to sit down when I first heard that. I had to take a breather on that one. That's a lot. Let me, let me try to digest this. You can't be pro-black if you're anti-trans. You know what? I, I'm going to raise my hand. I disagree with that when I would say it's the other way around. I would say you can't be pro-black if you don't believe in the fundamental relationship between a man and a woman. The most pro-black thing that black people can do is a black man to fornicate with a black woman and create more black people. As I just explained, your life begins passing through the legs of a woman. So if we're truly going to be pro-black, like I said, the most pro-black thing you can do is create more black people. Black trans people forfeited the right to do that. They physically, biologically can't do that. The most pro-black thing you can do is create more black people. So I will offer just a little bit of pushback on folks who say you can't be pro-black if you're anti-trans. My opinion, that's just it. That's just my opinion. Disagree if you want to, feel free. You are more than welcome to disagree with that. I don't fucking care. This is just my opinion. Create your own podcast and say whatever the fuck you want to say. That's what I did. 
It's just my opinion, just my words, just my thoughts, but I feel like that's utterly preposterous to say that you can't be pro-black if you're anti-trans. Really? How do we create more black people? How do we add and build onto the race if we stop fucking or in some, in some instances make it physically, biologically impossible to create more black people? Our numbers are dwindling as it is. Police brutality, white people in general, our diets, everything else. Our numbers are going down. We're already a minority. Our numbers are dwindling, like I said. The most pro-black thing you can do is get with another black person and create more black people. That's just my thoughts. Those are just my words. If you agree with me, cool. If you disagree with me, you know what? That's cool, too. I'm just happy and appreciative that you listen to me talk for one, one hour and nine minutes. So with that being said, thank you for listening to the Dion Gordon Podcast, this latest edition of the Dion Gordon Podcast. Always humble, very much appreciative, grateful, thankful, all of the above. Picture me rolling. I'm out.